What's up, everybody? This is the first episode of the Drink Local podcast. My name is William. And I'm Nisa. And who we are is, well, we're two avid, longtime craft beer enthusiasts. We aren't industry insiders. We aren't Cicerones, and we are not brewers. We're people very likely just like you, people who are really, really excited about craft beer and beer in general. We've been drinking for about 15 years, and during that time, our passion for craft beer has informed so many of our experiences, whether it's tourism, our culinary preferences, the types of activities that we do for fun, craft beer has always played a role. So what I'm going to do now is just give you a little table of contents, tell you what's on the menu for today, and then we're going to get into it. So the main topic that we're going to talk about on this first episode is what is Drink Local? Then we're going to get into the beers a little bit, and we're going to go ahead and talk about our two segments, Mm -hmm. which are what made you drink this week and (laughs) questions from the beer curious. Okay. All right. Well, first of all, let's drink these beers. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so what are we drinking today? Okay, so we got three beers today. I think in general, we're going to have like about three beers every episode, which is, I mean, good for us, you know. Um, so we're going to be having the Kawaba Twilight Ale, which is a Japanese pale ale. Sounds delicious. Um, Ogopogo Brewing Gembu India Pale Ale. Nice. And Brewery West After People Milk Stout. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Sounds awesome. All right. So, you know, honestly, I can't wait to taste a beer. I've been wanting one all day. I haven't had one in a while. So uh, I think that I'm going to start by tasting this Kawaba Twilight Ale, if you don't mind. All right. Let's kampai. Kampai. Cheers. All right. Mm. How is it? Well, it tastes really good to me. It's very, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's uh, it's hard for me That's to find a, good a beer. Start. Yeah, it's hard for me to find a beer that I don't like. Uh, but uh, you know, it's mm. it is a Japanese pale ale. Mm-hmm. You know, so it has you know um a lot more of a malt profile oh, in my yeah. opinion yeah. than the uh, average pale ales that we're drinking over here in America right now. Right, it's not as like pale pale. Yeah, yeah, it's very mm-hmm. sweet. It's very good. Really yeah. like it. <clears throat> yeah, the Kawaba beer. Um, I've had a few of their beers, and you can like, uh, we're in we're located in Los Angeles, LA and, based baby. Yeah, LA based, and I feel like you could find them in like. It's not that hard to find like Kawaba beers, right? Yeah, yeah. Like we got this in a supermarket, you know, and uh, so the, it seems like they have some pretty decent uh, distribution, right? Uh, but I haven't seen this one. This is like, it has like a blue label. Um, I seen the red one and I seen the silver one. I don't, I'm like, yeah, I can't remember which ones they were. those yeah. are, but like, I've never had this Twilight Ale. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. But uh, I think that the reason that uh, we chose this one is because we both like pale ales. Yes. You know, um, solid. Yeah, I think the pale ale is a really <laughs> solid beer. And I think uh, the other reason we chose it has to do with what we're trying to do. Right. As drink local. So should I get into that? Yeah. Okay. So basically what drink local is, is it's what we call a social media cultural exchange. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to be aiming to do over the course of the next few months is, of course, we're going to be podcasting, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, roughly twice a week. And that's all going to be leading up to an episode, or a series of episodes, rather, of us going and exploring the local craft beer scene in Tokyo, Japan. So that's what we're really excited to do. We've been really excited about this fast-growing craft beer scene. It's something that we've been exploring for about seven years now. Mm-hmm. And in every, Japan, you mean? Yeah, in Japan. Uh, the right, uh, right. Yeah, the uh, local Japanese craft mm-hmm. beer scene. Right. Uh, the Tokyo, in particular. Mm-hmm. The last time we did get the chance to try out Osaka, yeah. which was absolutely fantastic. Right. Well, yeah. That's a story for another day. Story for another day, for yeah. sure. But um, what we want to do is, you know, expose people 
to this wonderful craft beer scene with all these great people, with all this passion for beer. Mm -hmm. And make sure that, you know, since there's so many people who are going to be going into Japan this year, you know, with the Olympics coming and just with the fact there's so much, it's a growing tourism country. Mm -hmm. We know that there's going to be people like us who want to drink craft beer and we don't want anybody to miss that. So that's kind of what the goal of the first season of Drink Local is. Hopefully after that, we will be able to do a lot more and explore a lot of the wonderful craft beer scenes that we've been a part of because we've been to so many places in America, so many mm-hmm. different states, mm-hmm. exploring craft beer. Um, we even went to Canada last, yep, last yep, year. Yeah, which no, the year before. Which is still America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, you know, I, I mean, you know, but I mean, usually, you know, in the uh, U.S. fashion, you know, right. we're America. Right. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> I mean, and like, I mean, speaking of North America, though, like, there, I've been seeing increasingly more craft beer from Mexico. Yeah. You know, we we probably. We'll pop one open uh, next episode. Yeah, maybe next week. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, we definitely, you know, we want to visit Mexico for sure. Yeah. Check out and that it's, it's definitely, it's not something that I know much about, like the craft beer scene there, you know. So, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's definitely something that we want to keep doing and expanding and, and, and exploring new cities. It's like, for us, it's such a great reason to go somewhere absolutely and see the sights absolutely and get you know, to know the people like, yeah and that's the thing about the craft yeah. beer scene like the craft beer scene for me like mm-hmm. it's always been an open door it's been one yeah. of the most friendly scenes that uh i can think of mm-hmm. you know so moving on real quick just to uh-huh. uh sum up the other elements of drink local we also have a blog. Of course, we're going to have an Instagram presence, uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. and the uh, blog. Mostly what we're going to do on the blog is, of course, we're going to be posting these episodes there, mm-hmm. but we're also going to be using that to talk about our craft beer trips past. So right. we can go ahead and tell you guys about Austin, tell you guys about Portland, mm-hmm. about New York, about Toronto, mm-hmm. about all these great places that we've had the chance to go to. LA. Of course, LA, hometown. San Diego? Yeah. yeah. And because everywhere we go, what we like to do is drink local. Yep. And that's what this is about. And we think that's the best way to cultivate the community. It's the best way to kind of get a sense of the town. Mm-hmm. And it's... Really fun. And hey, it gets you drunk. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. There's no thing like it. Um, so the blog or the, our website is drinklocal.tv. That's the uh, website, drinklocal.tv. And our Instagram is at drinklocaltv. Yeah. And our Twitter is at drinklocaltv. <laughs> So there you go. Shouldn't be too hard for you to find this. You know, if you want to drink local, you uh, like TV, we're probably uh, not the place for uh, watching TV. But I mean, we might talk about TV. Yeah, 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 totally. But, uh, you know, but it's easy to remember. Right, right. And that's the point. Yeah, so, um, you know, as we're tasting the beers, um, what I kind of wanted to do is, you know, we... Like I said, we're not Cicerones, but we do have our opinions. We do want to offer our evaluations, what we think. You know, mm-hmm. between the two of us, we've drank probably over 5,000 unique beers, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, between the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have a lot of experience uh, with drinking. that. Yeah, yeah, drinking. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, getting into how we judge the beers, uh-huh. personally... I don't like to judge things by saying this is good or this is bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I tend to believe that we all have unique palates relatively. Mm -hmm. And what I might find distasteful, Mm -hmm. someone else might find delicious. And I want to show respect to that. That's me personally, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, like for me, um, I haven't used untapped in a while. But when I was, it kind of, you know... Uh, asks you to rate the beer which I don't think you have to but you know it's it's 
I was doing it more to keep track of for myself, you know, did I like it, did I not? So I could tell like if I liked something a lot, you know, but for the most part, I was giving things like a four, an average of four, which <laughs> you know, from a one to five. Four out of okay. five. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, because I'm, I like, I guess like you, I'm pretty positive about it. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I've ever given like a one. You know, I might have given a two if I was like, okay, this is not for me. Right. You know, but like on average, you know, I'll hit that four, you know, (laughs) and and if I like it, I'm like five. Done deal. I'm not I'm not going to be one of those people who is like, you know, I have to save the five for that one special beer, you know, that you might never meet. Who knows? You know, so yeah. So I'm a lover. There you go. Yep. So the metrics that I use is essentially delicious. Is it for me? <laughs> uh-huh. Is it not for me? Right. Simple as that. Okay. Yeah. So Good. no judgment. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to welcome people in. I don't think there's a right or wrong way mm-hmm. to enjoy beer. I don't care if you drink it out of a bottle. I don't care if you're drinking it out of the so-called the proper glass. Oh. You know, um, however you want to do it. Solo cups. Yeah, solo cups. <laughs> That's up to you yeah i think it's fine i just want people to be as excited as we are about craft beer so that's what it is that's a little bit about who we are and let's uh continue drinking these beers all right i've been wanting to sip on this genbu which when i poured it like it smelled like fantastic yeah so genbu is an mm. ipa and this is a beer that uh is it's local to us it's mm. from Ogo Pogo Brewery, which is in San Gabriel. Mm-hmm. It's a you know very. It's like it's like a few like fairly new. Like yeah, it's pretty new. The first time we had this beer was actually at a bar in Echo Park, mm-hmm. which is in Los Angeles, called Mohawk Bend. Yeah. And what they were doing was the Los Angeles IPA Festival. Right, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. and this beer, I think. It either came first or second in People's Choice. Oh, was it this specific beer? Yeah, and oh, this was okay. before the brewery was open. When right. I had this beer, I was like... Where is this place? Where is this yeah, place? Yeah, I was immediately yeah. Googling it. Yeah. And I I've, I think I found something, but it was like not even open yet. But I guess this is one of the first things that they brewed. And like they had, some, I guess, submitted it. I yeah. don't know how, this, how it works, yeah. but... Yeah, but and it's it's fantastic. Yeah, so it's like, really a good, tasty beer. Yeah, so I was I I think I then followed them on Instagram or something, and I could see like they were showing pictures of them like literally building the brewery, mm. um, you know. Um, so then I I just kept checking in on them every now and then to be like, are they open yet? Are they open yet? And then uh, I mean now they're open. So yeah. and we went to the brewery and it kicks ass. You know, it's a fun place. It's mm-hmm. very spacious. Mm-hmm. It's really the only one in the area, and I hope that changes, you know, because we need some more stuff on the east side. Yeah. You know? It's kind of like out of the way in the sense that, yeah, there's like no, no other yeah. things around it. Yeah. So, you know, if you're looking for, you know, like a crawl or something, you know, it's probably right. not going to be, you know, uh, on your list of places. But... I definitely think it's the kind of place Mm -hmm. that you want to make a special trip to because it's really good. The people there are really kind. It's a, it's a family business, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, and it's the, it is, you know, the epitome of what we think about when we think about drinking local. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And there aren't any, you know, breweries around there as of yet, but this is in like, um, an Asian Asian neighborhood, like what San Gabriel. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so there's a lot of like good food out there. So yeah. if you're, you know, if you do make the trip out there, don't just go to Ogopogo. Find some good ramen or something. To yeah, eat. get something to eat. There's yeah. a lot of good sure. food around For there. For sure. Just, you know, go on Yelp, look that shit up. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Um, make it worth your while. But I, the beer alone is worth your while. I am going to taste this next one right away. Okay. I'm really excited about trying it. You know, we wanted to have a variety yeah. of beers. We don't want to just, you know, have the same styles. We like right. all styles. Mm-hmm. So this next one is the After People Brewery West. Yeah. 
And for some reason on the can, it says Humble C. Yeah, I don't I know, know why. I was confused. I, I don't know why. That's uh, S-E-A-C. Uh, and, uh, you know, so before I drink it, I've never been to this brewery. Yeah. I really want to go. I've had a lot of their beers. And what's really attractive to me about their beers is their can the art. Can, it is yeah. so unique. It is very interesting. What they do is they paste stickers on silver, chrome, whatever you want to call yeah. it, colored cans. And they're absolutely beautiful. It always has incredible art that is very... Uh, um, it draws you in and it always makes me curious about their beers and you know i've had quite a few of their different beers mm -hmm. and they tend to vary in quality in my opinion mm -hmm. but there's a lot though i feel like yeah, they make a lot yeah there are so many you know yeah. so um i'm just gonna jump right in with this one it's a milk okay. stout so right. you know i do like this style mm -hmm. and we'll see how it goes so this uh, brewery West, it's in San Pedro, mm. which is in near Long Beach. You know, in really good. Los Angeles. I like it. I like it. You like it? It's yeah. for you. Is that yeah, I would rate assessment. I would rate this a for me. You know, um, <laughs> what it says is uh, milk stout, cacao nibs, yeah. vanilla, lactose, malted barley, flaked oats, raw spelt. Spelt, okay. <laughs> the ancient grain. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like you know, I'm uh, not 100% sure what spelt is. You ancient know? grain. I see, I yeah. see, I see. Um, mm, yeah, it's good. You like that one? Mm -hmm. You yeah, like that one? It has like a, uh, like a, uh, like a roasted, toasted kind of bitter, a little bit of a bitterness, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like mild. Yeah. At the same time, the vanilla and the lactose and like, so, it out. you know, um, like I said, you know, I believe in equality amongst beers, mm -hmm. but if you had to choose a favorite between these three, mm -hmm. uh, which one do you like the best? Um, so this is six point. Six percent. Six percent. The milk stout. Gambu is seven point one, so it's a little on the higher side. And this kawaba is five point two. Nice. So um, what's what's your favorite of these three? I do like gambu because it, it, it's just the uh aroma and like the, of of the beer when you smell it, but also when you like taste it, it just kind of bursts in your mouth, yeah. like the you know. And I feel like they did did a really good job of that. You know, I go through phases. Yeah. Historically, I've tended to be an IPA guy. You know, I'm from LA. I'm mm -hmm. in San Diego a lot. West Coast. You know, we're drinking a lot of IPAs. Uh, but like I said, I go through phases. Uh, right now, honestly, I'm drinking a lot of Pilsners. Right. I really have gone back to the uh, German purity side of things with the... Uh... Careful now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Uh... Don't want to get too extreme. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, for me, mm -hmm. it is the Ginbu. <laughs> it is the Ginbu. I mean, it's solid. It's just it's a fucking good beer. It's okay. It's good beer. Yeah. I mean, I, have, I don't know how much distribution it gets just because, I mean... We are only kind of starting to see some beers here and there yeah. from them, like canned yeah. in stores around LA, and we're like literally local, yeah. you know. Um, so I don't. It's probably you know not as easy to get. Yeah, you, if you're not if, if you're in, in LA, you can probably get it somewhere. You yeah. know, if you go somewhere like look, if you're in LA, I recommend going to Sunset Beer. Mm. You go to Sunset Beer. Yeah. In Silver Lake, yep. what you're going to find is a really good place to get craft beer from refrigerators. And yes. they have a ton of local beers, but they also have beers from all over the world. Yeah, yeah. If you're more on the north side, you know, there's a place that used to be called Craft Beer Cellar. Mm -hmm. Now it's called Talon. Mm -hmm. You know, their selection is a little more uh, limited, mm -hmm. but they do kind of run the same type of operation. Right. You know, and so you can get a lot of beers. And that's where we got this Ginbu from. 
Right, craft beer or Talon. Right, right, right. right. Um, but I've seen Ogopogo at Sunset Beer too. Yeah, and, I would expect it to be there. Right, and Sunset Beer they have like a little like a uh, bar area. It's like the building is split into two, where it's like the bar area with seats. Huh? I love that place. I know it's great. Like I, I love the um, what do you, what do you call those? Like beer fridge store. Paradise. <laughs> That's what you call it. You call it paradise. Yeah, uh, like you those know, there's, are like really yeah. great. Like when whenever we you know travel. Yeah, we love places, places like, like that. that. Like it's such a good. I mean, going to breweries is one thing. Obviously, you know, getting to know the brewery and like you get to kind of taste all the uh, beers that they brew and kind of get an idea of what what they're about and stuff like that. So. That's great for visiting breweries, but if especially if you're in like a, a new town, you know, and you want to get a taste of other, like all, you know, a variety of local beer and take it back to your hotel or take it home with you or whatever, you know, like those beer fridge yeah, type fantastic. Of places are Absolutely like so, fantastic. so great. You know, yeah. I think people know about that. It's becoming yeah. more popular. Yeah. Let's move on okay. to some of our... Fun segments. All right. All right. Let's do it. So, you know, we're going to keep on drinking these beers as we talk. And with that in mind, mm -hmm. Misa. Yes. What made you drink this week? What made me want to drink this week, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> this is making me drink right now, this week. Yeah. But what, what made, made you want to drink this week? I mean, it has to be uh, this past Sunday. When I found out that Kobe Bryant um, was killed in a helicopter accident. Well, yeah, that's one way to say it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the same thing for us. Uh, I probably would have said it, uh, you know, yeah, the, the, the passing of Kobe Bryant. And, uh, <laughs> but, I mean. You know, uh, but, but yes. Like, that whole, like, the whole way it happened is, like, that's a part of like the shock. Yeah, totally. And it is part of the shock. Yeah, it's like part I didn't of the story. Say it very gracefully. Yeah, and we don't have to, you know, be graceful about it. You right. know, we're all still processing it. Yeah. But uh, it it's definitely something that uh, made me want to drink this week. But mm -hmm. you know, for me, the way that I view things, mm -hmm. um, it's not a sense of mourning. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, I like to celebrate life. Mm -hmm. You know, and. I wanted to drink in commemoration of Kobe Bryant, mm -hmm. his life, the uh, memories that he's provided us with. And I was kind of hoping to get you mm -hmm. to share a little bit about what Kobe Bryant meant to you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do the same. Okay. Well, you know, we're in LA, like we said, you know, and we're huge Lakers fans. And Speak for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a I'm a huge Lakers fan. I'm a diehard Lakers fan. Yeah, I mean, you're actually, you know, born and raised in L.A. Uh, in Southern California in general. I'm actually born in Japan, raised partially in the Bay Area, but I've been in L.A. for the last 20 plus years at yeah. this point in my life. This is the longest. I used to move around as a kid, so this is the longest I've even lived in one city for this long, you know? So this really is like my second home, you know? Like, I mean, it's really, I don't even know if it's second home. It's like home. It's just me. your home. Yeah, yeah. It's just home, home to me, you know? And when I uh, went to this Brewery West website, uh, like a few minutes ago to just to kind of see, get some information, they had uh, like an Instagram feed. Um, and the latest picture shows like three guys, which I'm assuming works at the brewery, um, wearing number eight Kobe jerseys, you know, and like you asked me what Kobe meant to me, but it's just really like what he meant to LA. To LA. You know, and then like also, of course, the world because he had such an impact. And it's kind of crazy. Like the more, you know, it's only been a few days, but like every day I'm realizing like, the global impact this man had. Yeah, the know? impact that Kobe had, you know, obviously it resonates here in LA. Right. And, you know, it's been beautiful, mm -hmm. honestly, since his passing. Mm -hmm. You know, the city, we have, you know, 
embraced each other. Mm -hmm. We've been very unified. You know, everywhere I go, mm -hmm. you know, I see purple yep. and gold. Mm -hmm. I've seen print shops. I've seen stores. balloons. People just... Everything like, with, mm -hmm. you know, murals popping up, yep. uh, people painting things, everyone mm -hmm. wearing their colors. Yep. You know, people appreciating each mm -hmm. other more mm -hmm. in yeah. these moments because you know we all uh have been touched in some way by mm -hmm. kobe bryant whether he inspired us whether he just brought us joy mm -hmm. you know whether we've had complicated feelings about him mm -hmm. whatever it Something. is you know yeah. um it's uh given us all an opportunity mm -hmm. to reflect right on important things yeah and i think a few people have like said this too but like i mean he had a global impact but like for la it really was he is it's like a uniting sort of a f figure you know yeah. like he touched so many different like walks of life people in la um and um yeah so it's for me it Kobe was the reason I started watching basketball because, well, you're the reason I started watching basketball. Just leave it at Kobe. <laughs> but, I mean, it was on. It was on the television because you were watching it. Right. But if it's on, the Lakers are on. And this was during, like, I think the 2008 uh, championship run or that season. So as I was kind of watching it, you know, I would watch games here and there. You know, it's like, of course, you're going to, like, look at Kobe because how can you not? Like, he's so magnetic, right? And so before I knew it, I was, like, I was a fan. I don't even know, really, what the process was. I was just a fan. By the end of the season, I was a fan, and I was like, we're going to get him next time. We're going to win that championship next yeah. time, you know? You came in when we lost to the Celtics. <laughs> We exactly, so I was Celtics, like, all right, so when's next season starting? I don't you, uh, know anything about, yeah, but about when the season started. I don't know any, any of that, but right I was away, like ready. Right away, you were part of the rivalry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel, so I mean, I feel blessed to have been able to, even though I missed a lot of the earlier years of Kobe, I missed the entire Kobe Shaq, like, the era, you know, like, which I'm just like, oh, like, why you know like i was in la i just was not i was in art school i was just like nobody was watching sports around me you know yeah. like you know so i wasn't like maybe they were but like you know, you know art school people they're just like not talking about sports you know and so i missed it but i still feel so lucky to have been able to watch him at that moment you know that season experience the rivalry and be all in that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, for me, you know, uh, when Kobe first suited up for the Lakers, mm -hmm. I was in high school. Right. And I think I was a freshman. Mm -hmm. I'm 38 years old. Mm -hmm. uh, he is 41. Yeah. And I remember thinking, how can... Mm -hmm somebody who's essentially my age right. be playing in the NBA. Right. This is crazy to me. Uh -huh. Like, you know, because I was still like, like up here. listen, yeah. I was like, <laughs> how am I going to figure out how to talk to girls? Right. Like I was so far behind <laughs> where he was right. in life. I couldn't even understand it. I right. couldn't even imagine it. But as Life went on, mm -hmm. and as we continued, I was already a Lakers fan. You know, right. Magic was my guy. Mm -hmm. I was really able to grow up alongside Kobe Bryant mm -hmm. and watch every moment of his basketball career yeah. in a way that I couldn't process Magic's. Right, you know, right. because Magic, he was winning championships when I was a kid. It right. was something that was ingrained in me mm -hmm. but i didn't really You're understand like, oh, we do that right we yeah i didn't understand it on the sophisticated level that i was able to understand it growing up right alongside kobe bryant yeah so kobe definitely brought me into the game him and shaq that beef mm -hmm. everything were you team kobe 
you at know, the time, or were you just? I'll be like, honest oh. with you. I was Team Lakers. I was like, "What the fuck are these dudes doing? They could dominate forever." <laughs> right, right. You know, just like, just like shut up and just like get it together. Yeah. So you know, but uh, watching Kobe, mm. you know, I felt like he had two Hall of Fame careers. You know, yeah. so watching the number eight Kobe, that was like you know. That was a coming of age. Right. That was something that, you know, was important to me mm-hmm. as a young man. Yeah. The 24 career right. was something that was important to me as a grown ass man. Yeah. You man. know, yeah. and just really watching this guy take the lead and put the city on his back in yep. a way mm-hmm. that you could tell that he was going to win championships right. you know and um, what and he did with Pau Gasol yeah everything mm-hmm. you know um one thing that I really want to bring up though mm-hmm. is for me mm-hmm. I'm somebody who is I'm very sensitive mm-hmm. I'm very empathetic uh it's just how I am it's how I was raised uh-huh. um it's my sensibility mm-hmm. uh so the most important thing that I feel like I need to address Uh with regard to Kobe Bryant Uh is the Kobe and Vanessa Bryant Foundation. Uh I need to talk about Kobe Bryant and his cause of trying to eradicate homelessness in Los Angeles. Uh For me, uh, this is something that I've witnessed my entire life growing up. Uh You know, people who are homeless, Uh people who are in need people who are in need of shelter mm-hmm. you know uh mm-hmm. from where, whether it's skid row whether it's my neighborhood where i grew up highland park mm-hmm. or even pasadena old town pasadena mm-hmm. all of these places have been developed and gentrified right you know um homelessness has increased kobe yeah. bryant felt that homelessness was one of the great injustices of mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. um so not to sound too preachy right but i just want people to think about this and you know it's easy to try to ignore it Mm -hmm. it's easy to try to make excuses Mm -hmm. for our shortcomings as a society Mm -hmm. allowing people to go without shelter Mm -hmm. but the way i view it is you know a lot of times people will come and ask me for money Mm -hmm. you know and they have a story Mm -hmm. listen man I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. I don't think about whether or not you deserve it. I don't know if you're going to buy food. I don't know if you're going to buy something else. Right. I know you need money. If I have it, uh, you know, um, I'll do what I can do. Mm-hmm. And I hope that other people uh, who hear this would also consider, you know, if you see somebody who needs money, you have a little extra money, don't worry about what they deserve. Don't worry about what they're going to do with it. Hmm. They need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's how I would honor Kobe Bryant. Hmm. So that's what I have to say about that. All right. Wow. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, um, you know, so that's what made us drink this week. <laughs> <laughs> Probably made you want to drink. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, this. And now I definitely want to drink a little bit more. But <laughs> Here we are. We're sitting yeah. in front of some beer still, so. What are we going to do now? Uh, I guess we'll answer some questions from the beer curious. Sounds good to me. So we uh, do have... A couple of questions here from Gene. Uh, Gene is one of my buddies. Uh, I asked him to submit some questions for us since it's the first episode. We haven't had the opportunity to receive any questions from you guys out there. Hopefully, somebody will hear this and you guys can submit us any questions you like, Mm -hmm. whether they're about beer, Mm -hmm. even if they're not beer-related, if they're about us, you want to ask about Mm -hmm. us, that's fine. If you want to ask us we think about something, if you just... uh, want to you know send us any comments you know um yeah you can tweet at us uh yeah. or leave uh comments hit us on the gram uh however gram. you want to do it we will consume it and you can rate us on uh itunes and absolutely. ask the question while you're at it you absolutely know? but uh gene submitted a few questions right. and these are the ones that we liked okay so the first question is what is the most ambitious beer 
that you liked or didn't like. Okay. Okay, so uh, why don't you take this one? Okay, so I enjoy beer, but I don't like really retain too much of like remembering like flavors and you know all this so you're very in the moment i'm in the moment it's i mean like like you said earlier we th- tasted thousands of beer i can't catalog that much flavors in my mind right, right. i feel like flavor is something that's kind of hard to like hold on to too right yeah i think it requires um, focus and training totally you know um, yeah, because, and like we said we're not cicerones right you know uh i definitely think i'm a little better at it than you i tend to remember uh things that i've tasted especially if i really like them right so what comes to mind the the i mean honestly the only thing that really came to mind when i saw this question was the green tea ipa from it was like a triple collaboration with uh baird yes ishii yes and stone yes so i think i mean baird is a japanese brewery and ishii is like a japanese guy but i think he wasn't even in japan or something something but so it was like uh bottled and distributed by stone right i don't know yeah. if the other two breweries just so like yeah bottled it and it, you know this was i think one of their first uh triple collaborations they've done so many since then but um what's interesting about this is that uh people may not know this but i want to say greg coke the Mm -hmm. uh ceo of stone brewing Mm -hmm. he uh actually used to be like a stonemason or like a miner or something Something, in japan yeah before he opened up stone brewing so i think that he has always had some kind of fascination with Japan. Yeah. And that may be how this collaboration came about because it was, you know, years ago. Years it was ago. before yeah. there was, you know, the uh, growing craft beer scene that they have now in Japan in the way that it is, you know. But Baird had been there for a while. But, uh, you know, it wasn't... The scene wasn't what it is now, but they brought out this green tea IPA. It sounded really interesting. I remember that when we had it, mm-hmm. we bought a whole case because we knew it was going to be a limited <laughs> beer. They've, I believe they've brought it out a couple of times since then. Yeah. Uh, under limited release. So this is uh, 2015. 2015. Yeah. Oh, that's not too long ago. Yeah. That's four years ago. I didn't realize it was a double IPA. It was freaking good. It was it was really good. And like the uh, green tea and the hops really kind of went together. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I've had a few green tea IPAs since then, but nothing saying. ever hit like that. Right, right. And I don't, and, and the thing is, I don't even remember exactly how it tasted. I just know that it was good. And yeah, none of the yeah. other green tea IPAs I've had since. It's like, I'm like, ah, oh, it's not the same. It's kind of almost like you're chasing that, yeah. like, flavor. I mean, it was know? very well balanced, like you said, you know, because, yeah. like, I mean, you know, it's funny to remember because you're, you're describing it mm-hmm. uh, pretty correctly because it was very well balanced. Yeah, maybe and because we it bought was, a case of it. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was dank. Dank. It was very West Coast, mm-hmm. but it was very rich with that ocha that green tea flavor right not like a matcha like green tea you right. know like not yeah. not like a matcha uh which is like a powdered green right. tea which is right. like more like a uh intensive flavor right. this is a refreshing right. fresh picked green tea leaves type of, right. of feel right. with like fresh uh ipa yeah you know, fresh hops or whatever. Well, you know, um, I uh, didn't really have an answer for that, Mm -hmm. but that's a great answer. So I think that we're going to go with that. Yeah. Um, I wish, you know, you guys can try it. I'm sure Stone's going to bring it out again one of these days. Sometimes they do uh, their anniversary series and bring these things back out. But you got to look for it. Anyway, the next question that Gene asked Mm-hmm. was 
what breweries did you think were cool mm -hmm. and then you thought they were uncool? Oh. And now I thought this was a fascinating and fun question because you know, you know a quick way to uh, take me out of my comfort zone? <laughs> Ask me to go negative. <laughs> I know. You were, you were saying that you didn't want to do that. So I kind of surprised that you picked this. Well, question. you know, I mean, it's still, you know, you know, who, you know, why stay in your comfort zone? You know, right. you only live once, right? Okay. You know, and uh, it's funny because I actually got a couple. Go for it. You know, uh, the uh, first one is a uh, local place. And, you know, I kind of thought this place was really cool when it first opened. I thought their beers was were all right. Right. But I liked the idea of what they were trying to do. And mm -hmm. that was Golden Road. Mm -hmm. Golden Road, uh, you know, they... They're actually uh, were created by the same people who started Mohawk Bend. Um, they also uh, have another place in Burbank. The name escapes me right now. Um, and uh, Darts Away. Tony's yeah, Tony's Darts Away. Yeah, so the guy's name is Tony. You know, he started uh, a lot of beer and vegan places in the LA area and then he started Golden Road as well and Golden Road kind of took over for a little while it was like really big a lot of people in LA were drinking it you started seeing them at Dodgers games and everywhere and then all of a sudden uh one of these major corporations bought it and I don't know if they put their finger in in it or what but it just like I just felt like their beers weren't as good anymore and I and honestly, like like I said, I felt that for my personal taste, mm -hmm. they were they were pretty middling. They they didn't right. they they never really stimulated me. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. I know a lot of people liked it. I did like their huge brewery right. with uh, a great bar, a cool atmosphere, yeah, a place outdoor. for kids to play. You know, um, yeah, they it, was, it was good for area families. Where they had like, uh, what do you call those? Cornhole Ski, yeah, things, cornhole, yeah. That type of thing. Yeah, uh, so, you know, it's really, you know, and I thought it was really cool. And that place is probably still really cool, but it just kind of fell off for me. But if uh, you like. Anheuser Busch. Anheuser Busch. So I guess Anheuser Busch bought it. But, you know, but if you like that kind of stuff, you know, it's still a good place to go. And, you know, but personally, I would recommend Mohawk Bend, which was created <laughs> by the same people. That's just right. me. So, you know, I'm not dissing you guys. You know, yeah. um, it just, it is what it is, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, good on them. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Get your, get your bread. Totally. Get your because, money. Because, I mean, Mohawk Bend's still there. Yeah. Tony's Darts Away's still there. Tony's and awesome. Great food. As far as I can tell, they're operating like, as is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Tony's Darts Away literally feels like a dive bar. Yeah. You know, it, it it's not, yeah. it's not even that big. Yeah, you it's, know what I mean? yeah. It's kind of in a random, pretty random neighborhood. Yeah, it's in Burbank. Right. Um, And uh, I guess the other one, you know, ironically, since I just really praised this beer, <laughs> it's it's got to be Stone, man. <laughs> like, you know, Stone put us on. Stone really did a great job, I think, of aggressively pushing the flavor profile yeah. for beers forward. And that's because I felt like their mission statement was encapsulated in arrogant bastard beer. And mm -hmm. arrogant bastard beer is a beer that the first time you drink it, it is it's going to drink you. Right. You know, um, it's you're a beer. like, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you're drinking, it's, you're like, you know, why? Um, and like, now that it's been around for so long, people are like, there you go, bastard. Anybody can drink that. Maybe. But back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. Back in the day, the arrogant bastard was the big beer to end them all. You know, and then they had, you know, oak bastards and double bastards and all these other different kinds of bastards. I don't know who was having all those kids. But... <laughs> It was really... None of them legitimate. <laughs> None of them legitimate, yeah. But it was really flavor forward, I thought, yeah. you know, and um, their brewery 
was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, the they one, the oh, first one. Yeah, the first one. Yeah, they opened up one that's, uh, you know, uh, the first one was in Escondido. They opened up one that was in, you know, closer San Diego. Mm-hmm. And that one... Something Station. Yeah, Liberty Station. Liberty Station. Yeah, and... Restaurant. Great food at both of those places yeah. to this day, mm-hmm. you know? But I just feel like they kind of... You know, they went big, you know, they got a little bit away from what they were doing. And I prefer businesses kind of like, you know, I'm going to sound super L.A. right now, but kind of like in and out, you know, where it's like you do one thing and you do it well. But I really feel like Stone tried to start doing everything. And as a result, everything kind of got watered down. You know, well, I think the thing is that because they kind of built these other locations, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, Liberty Station is going to be brewing more of these kinds of beers. More experimental. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, the, the original Stone is going to be brewing these, these kinds of beers. But, like, I don't know if they really still say this, but back then, their whole thing was fizzy yellow beers for pussies. Yeah, I remember right? that, yeah. But and now I they mean, make a lot of... Like fizzy yellow beer. Yeah, which, they I make mean, a... It's completely fine. They make a... <laughs> yeah, they make a 12-pack of uh, lime and sea salt freaking uh, lager. Right. You know? It, it, yeah. it, 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 it's weird, you know? Um, but, you know, you gotta... You know, you, you have a... They have one of the largest microbreweries you know they really uh did a lot to cultivate the scene you know they were like a university for so many brewers that people love you know like you know like yeah yeah absolutely like like you know like Like, modern times is one of my favorite breweries Mm -hmm. you know they you know they they're one of stone's bastards Right. You know, um, there are others, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people in San Diego that owe it to Stone. Totally. That the fact that they are able to have a sustainable lifestyle right. within the beer community. Yeah, but and, you know, that's something that can never be taken away from them. Totally, because the the greatest, one of the greatest things that they did, I think, is really push um, what is the craft beer culture. Totally. Um, which is, um, what do they call it? <laughs> Not a rivalry, but... Uh, oh, I, uh, I think they call it cooperation. Cooperation. Yeah, right, where you right. know, they're cooperating, but they're competing. Right, right. You know? and, and we, for a while, we would always go to like these beer festivals that they had. The, I think it was like their annual beer festivals because yeah. they had a whole bunch of... They still do it every year. Right. And so we would go and be introduced to so many different breweries, you know, in San Diego, not just San Diego. And that's when we kind of started going to San Diego too to, you know, try all these different breweries. Yep. And we still, to this day, we go to San Diego at least like once a year, yeah. once or twice a year. Yeah. And every time we go, we find like a new new spot, you know? Yeah. And it's just the the scene in San Diego, the ever-growing scene in San Diego, and then now It's the LA. best scene in SoCal. It really is. It is. And it's the best beer scene in SoCal, you know? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're brewing the best beer in SoCal to this day. Right. You so know, over here in LA, you know, we're still catching up. You know, totally. so, you know, so like for me, I owe a lot to them. I feel like in a sense, it's, it's, it's interesting because in a sense, I feel like, um, like, you know, I've, I've listened to and read a lot of things people saying about Kobe, you know, and it just kind of feels like similar in a sense that like he was such a mentor and whatever to all these new, uh, players and, athletes of different you know like sports and all this you know so it's kind of that same like uh philosophy yeah you know what i mean of it's not just about you we gotta grow the scene to for your own betterment you know what i mean and that's what i respect them for that totally yeah now we got even if they might not be as cool sorry we got one more no need to apologize (laughs) i like that we got one more Question from Gene. You know, this is kind of a joke question. I thought it was pretty funny, and uh, I'm just gonna get into it. All right. Pretzels. All right. Overrated, underrated, or just rated? Mm-hmm. Now, 
for me, okay, I'm like, look, uh, what are you classifying as a pretzel? That's the kind of guy right, that I am. Right, right. No, no, no. That's the first thing I thought, too. That's the first thing I thought, too, because I'm like, are we talking the hard kind, like the cracker type yeah. thing? No. Or are we talking those bready ones? I right? mean, those yeah, are two separate yeah, things. but like, I mean, they gotta just be fucking rated. Like, pretzels yeah. are ubiquitous. Pretzels show up at places, pretzels make your mouth dry, dry and fuck. you need a beer. Yep. You know, regardless if it's the soft one or if it's the hard one. Definitely yep. those hard ones, you know, like, you know, you need a beer after those, you know, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not my jam, yeah. but it is what it is, you know, but like, um, like, don't, don't, uh, <laughs> You know, don't give me uh, a plate of pretzels or a bowl of peanuts because I'm probably going to be good. But a lot of people are, you know, going the other way with that. So, yeah, like I'm I've never <laughs> been like into pretzels. I don't know if any if that's like a thing. But you eat all the peanuts. What? You eat all the peanuts. I mean, I'll eat all the pretzels too. You know, but like, <laughs> I'm saying I'm not like I've never been like like a fan of pretzels. You know, I'm not going to like pretzel wetzel or whatever it's called, like at the mall or whatever. Yeah, they're making wetzel's the bread pretzels. pretzels. Yeah, they're not, yeah. and they're not a you know like they they don't even. You know, they don't I even might have, be more. Inclined. They don't even have a tap. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> they're not serving beer, right? You know, but like, so I might not go out of my way to purchase a pretzel. But if a pretzel is in front of me, I'm eating it. And there better be a beer next to it. That sounds like rated. Yeah, no, totally. Rated. That was yeah. my answer. Yeah. So, sorry, Gene. Uh, I don't know how you feel about pretzels, <laughs> but, you know. If, rated. You know, I mean, I don't know. You know, if you like them, well, that's on you. If you don't like them, that's also on you. Know you know what? I, I do like breaking off, like, the tiny salt crystals on the hard pretzels I, I like breaking them off you sound high right now <laughs> i'm not because <laughs> oh. like, sometimes they're too salty and i'll like break them off and then i'll just <laughs> <laughs> well on that note uh we're gonna go ahead, go ahead and break this off so that's the end of the uh, first episode of the Drink Local Podcast. If you came in on the ground floor, we really thank you for that. And we're going to be back with you in a few days with another one. Take All care. Right.